Welcome to the Retirement Oasis, a podcast that helps you enjoy, plan, and visualize a retirement lifestyle defined by you. Your hosts and fiduciary financial planners, Mel Bond and Steve Martin, are here to offer wisdom and encouragement along with financial and lifestyle ideas for your journey into the best season of life. And now at the helm today, your hosts, Mel Bond and Steve Martin. Hello, and welcome to the Retirement Oasis podcast. This is your host, Steve Martin. Uh, excited to have you guys with us here today. I'm here with my co-host, colleague, and friend, Mel Bond. Hey, Mel. Hello, Steve. Exciting day today. It is. Yeah, we're going to be covering another aspect of designing an ideal retirement, and that's renewal. Um, as you recall, in some previous episodes, we touched on uh, leisure and connections, two aspects of finding fulfillment in retirement or the inner well-being next episode we're going to be covering work work is apps uh could be critical in retirement part-time or or uh, or i should say paid or non-paid but today we're going to be covering renewal so i'm excited to, to touch on that today and you know renewal mail covers the physical mental and spiritual health right those three rungs comprise renewal and you could see there's a lot of meat behind that. The focus on renewal and retirement, it's driven by our desire for balance, meaning, and peace of mind. Sometimes, you know, admittedly, I have not focused on all three areas, uh, you know, during our working years, and many of us are probably in the same boat. Uh, it's hard to find time or there's enough excuses uh, to, to where we don't focus on these. Would you agree? I don't know if you're looking forward to uh, renewal yourself in, in some form or fashion. Oh, it's so true. Um, and we get into a season where we're neglecting one of these. And then at some point, like, you know, two, three years later, we're like, whoa, what just happened to me? I've got to make yeah. a change. <laughs> Absolutely. And in the definition of renewal, this was interesting to read. It's the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down or broken. And that's uh, to me, that's a pretty harsh definition. Uh, but yet yeah. it's like, OK, I. Some things are worn down, run down, and, and broken to a degree. Again, doesn't mean they can't be repaired. That's what, what this is all about. Renewal, it's about repairing that. And, you know, it's interesting as we go through different events in our lives, trigger events, I could call them, that really makes or allows us to step back and say, okay, what's wrong? What, what needs repair? Uh, in retirement is one of those big events that, uh, because it is totally different from the prior life, we have a little more time we can live with arguably a little bit more intentionality. So it's a great time to, uh, to focus on renewal. Yeah. And before we get into the details of this, uh, and there's a lot to cover here, I thought I would uh, bring out some initial observations. You, you mentioned the physical, mental, and spiritual, and they're interrelated. They're, they're connected. And we've, this, the whole idea of, Hey, we're, these things are connected. I can't isolate my physical health from my mental health and my spiritual health. That shows up in so many things that we talk about, but it's uh, certainly true here about your efforts to renew yourself. And it's important to age well. Um, the MacArthur Foundation found that 70% of our age is determined by our lifestyle choices. Only 30% is determined by our genes. So it's not all in your DNA. You do have a choice, a lot of choice 
about your aging and, uh, and your health. And uh, this idea of having a balance of physical, mental, spiritual isn't just for now, but paying attention now will help you live longer and, and live healthily longer uh, in the future. My uh, second point about this, or third point, I guess, is uh, your activities. Uh, as, as you'll hear us say, it, it's planning, right? I, let's make my schedule so that my daily, monthly, annual activities have a, a focus on uh, the aspects of renewal that are important to me. Yeah, it's a, those daily habits sometimes, and that's the toughest thing sometimes is just changing our habits. Um, so those daily habits, there's a lot of different uh, studies on how to establish good habits out there. Uh, but yeah, just planning, you know, midterm and long-term. Um, if physical, mental, and spiritual renewal activities are important to us, it does require looking ahead a little bit and planning that out. Um, but I want to touch on the physical health and renewal a little bit, Mel. Let's um, touch on a few things. But, but again, we, for the term, we want our health span to be as long as our lifespan, right? If we live until age 95, but we're really not able to get around and we're in poor spirits from age 80 to 95, uh, th that's not a good life. Um, so we want to take uh, the knowledge that we have that's out there now to, and it's not optional, right? Again, having fulfillment in retirement, we've got to be in good health, wh whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. One interesting point about the physical health that it's never too late to get healthy, right? There's ample evidence that nature is surprisingly pretty forgiving. And I don't want to discourage those that are looking to stop smoking or uh, maybe drinking too much in their, uh, their 40s uh, and wait till you're retired. Uh, no, you want to try to get in as good of health as you can now. But, uh, but if you haven't exercised for a while, if you have not eaten maybe the optimal way for a while. Um, it's never too late to get started and it can, your health can change uh, pretty quickly in some cases. Yeah, Steve, and I'll just toss in here that um, I've done some reading about our brains too, that our, our brains can, uh, they're very forgiving. They can be reprogrammed. Parts of your brain can do stuff that other parts of the brain were supposed to do if those parts are not functioning well anymore. So Yes, it's never too late to get healthy. Absolutely. And kind of along the brain and, and the, uh, the physical activity, um, you know, physical activity is good for the mind, right? You mentioned earlier the interrelated aspects of the physical, mental, and, and spiritual. Uh, but certainly that physical activity, we all know it after we work out, we feel a little bit sharper, right? Not only that day, but that next morning. It's amazing how much uh, good physical activity can, can do for us. And it, you know, it could help prevent cancer, diabetes, heart disease, you name it. It could help prevent or minimize a lot of health issues. Uh, and from a practical standpoint, it helps us participate in life, right? It allows us to uh, maybe golf more than we otherwise uh, would, you know, with a good going through back issues right now. I haven't kept, haven't stretched like I should. So I'm not golfing as much, Mel, and can't imagine if, I had bad health in retirement and I could not participate in any of those hobbies or leisure activities that we spoke of or just playing with grandkids or what have you. 
you know, side note on, on the type of exercise, uh, obviously moderate exercise is good. Bigger exercise is better. Uh, but frequency is important. Um, some suggest, you know, five days a week of one hour of moderate to vigorous exercise is required. Uh, and that might be a lot more than you're doing during your working years, or if you're retired, it might be a bit more than you're doing now, but it really does not take a lot, uh, but it does require a bit of a commitment. Uh, you know, Steve, we, we talk a lot about the blue zones here. The blue zones say we need to move naturally. And that means prompting yourself to get up out of your chair, go do something for even five, 10 minutes, uh, take a walk in the middle of the day. Um, the other thing I'll mention here uh, in the blue zones, their environment, the, the place where they live nudges them mm-hmm. to move. So uh, you can set, make, re- lower the hurdles for you to get up and move around and do things, make it easier for you to do that. Absolutely. That's critical. You know, and some other comments about physical activity, resistance or weight training, that's still important. And that's something I think that's uh, a lot of seniors or a lot of retirees. I shouldn't call uh, all retiree seniors. A lot of retirees do do get that exercise uh, from, from walking or running or swimming. Uh, but maybe, maybe they aren't getting that muscle development. And that is critical. You know, it doesn't have to be the, the free weights, right? Sometimes those are intimidating. I listened to a podcast the other week and it was about, uh, I think he was on there. Uh, gosh, who was the um, Rambo? Uh, the actor that played Rambo, Sylvester uh, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Thank you. He doesn't do free weights anymore. He's probably in his seventies uh, now, maybe, but he does that resistance training, and that is fine. That does the trick. So that aged me when I uh, heard that, but it also encouraged me that um, <laughs> hey, we we don't have to do the the uh, massive uh, free weights that maybe we once did. Um, but stretching, critical balance exercises. You know that's. A lot of times we hear, you know, in the, the, those that age balance issues lead to a lot of accidents, which can lead to a, a shorter, shorter life, unfortunately. So stretching and balance exercises are absolutely critical, but there's other things with physical health, Mel, I'll let you uh, take it uh, from here. Yeah. Oh, about the balance exercises. Yeah. There's a study about your ability to go from a sitting position on the floor, rising up to standing and, you, and, Anyway, that's something to look into. Um, It's really, really important to be able to get yourself up off the floor with touching as few things as possible. Don't touch a chair. Don't touch a countertop. You know, anyway, really important. Um, But sleep, gosh, many studies have shown that sleep is vital for you. Of course, there are exceptions. We all hear about that person who might only need four hours sleep a day and they're still healthy. Um, great. That's an anecdote. That's an exception. Let's stick with the, the science that says eight hours a day is, uh, preferable, but if you've got this routine for retirees, if if you have this routine in your day and you're going to bed about the same time, getting up about the same time, that routine lets you have a much better sleep as a retiree especially a new retiree, you're like, I, I can do what I want. I don't know. It's kind of like a, a kid home from college or something, right. or, you know, a, a high schooler that's home for the summer. Gosh, I can do what I want. I don't have to go to class right now. I don't have to be at a seven 30 class in the morning, but it's so much better to stick with a routine. 
So keep that in mind. And getting the proper amount of exercise and during the right time of the day uh, can help you improve your sleep immensely. And um, naps also help. Now, naps can be, you need to pay attention to, you wouldn't want to have a nap, you know, like at, at 5 or 6 p.m., uh, the, a nap, especially the right kind of nap, they call them, you know, power naps, 15, 20 minutes. Those can be extremely helpful. And then an assessment. Uh, part of this topic of accountability that we talk about, we need to have some people, uh, and of course, we've got doctors and blood tests and things like that, to, uh, and a scale <laughs> in your own bathroom. Um, what are your numbers? What risk are you supposedly uh, exposed to because of, you know, your DNA or other activities you had in the past? Where are you now in your health? And what is a, a process for you to get healthier? How well are you sleeping? You know, some people take a health journal where they're writing down how, what they ate and how they feel or what their sleep pattern is. You, you can keep a journal to help you know where you are now and what you need to do to improve. And Steve, I think you mentioned this, you don't want to improve too fast. You know, uh, like I, I ran track and cross country in high school when um, I'm trying, I haven't run in a few months. I'm trying to get back to that. I don't immediately go out and try to run three miles. Uh, my brain tells me, hey, we've run that untold numbers of times. Let's go out and do that. But really, my muscles, my joints, uh, I, I shouldn't do that to myself. I should start by walking. So I've just started walking, you know, mile, mile and a half every day. So slowly getting back to uh, slowly improving your health with the consistency. We talked about these hurdles or these gateways, uh, you know, join the join a gym. Um, if you've got a workout room in your apartment or your condo building, uh, get down there, talk to people in a nice way. Of course, they're trying to exercise. They may not want to uh, become best friends, but uh, visit with people and develop some relationships there. If you've got some friends in the neighborhood who are trying to get healthy, even if you're only spending a few months with them and you get some encouragement, uh, do that. Oh, what was the one of the things you said, Steve? You uh, said, oh, the dude needed to walk. So he put his shoes, socks and shoes right next to his bed. So he could, when he got out and got up mm -hmm. in the morning, he could literally put on his running shoes and then be halfway ready to get out the door and go for a little walk. Exactly. Yeah. We talked about hobbies uh, as part of our uh, leisure podcast. And there can be a lot of physical activity in your hobbies. So uh, think about incorporating that um, into your routines. The environment uh, plays a role. And when we talk about environment, talking about your, your physical, the, the physical place where you live, uh, make it so that it nudges you to exercise, uh, get, you know, uh, having a home gym, even out in the garage or something can uh, it doesn't need to be a big place with a lot of equipment in it. It could be just those resistance bands and some mats, uh, workout mats that you can get down on the floor and do some stretches or Pilates or something. Make it make your environment uh, something that helps you uh, exercise. Uh, 
And I and, like the idea, Mel, you're probably going to say this, Errol, stole your thunder, uh, the idea of uh, being outdoors, uh, right? Being, getting close to parks or it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, national parks or anything as grandiose as that, but just local parks or state parks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I could see myself choosing where to retire based on that because working out outdoors does wonders for the mind. So having that kind of environment can, can be very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And along these lines, there can be a cost of doing some of these things. It can be inexpensive, like buying some resistance bands and uh, a workout mat, put it on your Christmas list and ask uh, your friends and family to get you those gifts for Christmas or something or for your birthday. But there, there can be some cost. Of course, it's expensive to um, say, like a guy I know, um, I'm going to run a marathon in every state in the union. And so that, that can be kind of expensive, but uh, there is a cost to getting physical. And so start with the low cost solutions. And, and uh, but if you need the help, I mean, spend the money. And- yeah, man, we've, we've seen, you know, a lot of clients or other individuals in our lives, you know, they're used to not spending money on certain things, right? I've got to save, save, save. When they get to retirement, uh, they, a lot of them have more money than they need for w- what they're customary lifestyle is okay if you can okay maybe you wouldn't have built a home gym when your kids were you know pre-college years and you're trying to save for education and in retirement Uh, but now what do your finances suggest you can do Um, so you just got to take a step back and and really look at your finances and see what your goals are uh, and then apply your finances appropriately yeah now the kids are out of the house. You can convert your bonus room from, uh, you know, video games and a cool surround sound to yes. uh, put some workout equipment in the exactly. half of the bonus room. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, we need to spend the money. And so many of our clients have been frugal. A lot of people who listen to these kind of podcasts, uh, they're, they're pretty frugal anyway. Um, but you're saving money for a purpose. And one of those purposes is um, being in in good physical health. Um, And when we're talking about your environment, the cost of getting physical, uh, that uh, a big decision is, do you stay in your home you're in uh, at retirement or soon after retirement? So when you're thinking about moving, maybe to be closer to family or you know, what we've always wanted to go, you know, live in this city or the state. And we want to do that for a few years, whatever your, your thought is about moving incorporate in that decision, your physical health and your ability to get out and exercise. What, what am I going to do there to stay in shape? Um, You know, if you want to move to northern minnesota you need to learn how to get out and do things in in cold weather uh otherwise you're you're going to be stuck inside a long long time if you're going to move to the you know florida gulf coast you you know you need to be comfortable with some humidity and heat so um think about where you're moving and your ability to get out and exercise um of course you know all this needs to be fun and uh but Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about our team and I should finish up and say, you need some medical uh, professionals who 
are interested in your health and, and your current doctor may not be uh, holistic enough to help you in this area. So try to find some professionals who will help you with your uh, complete health and not just, I've got a problem and take a pill. So um, uh, you might need that support around you. Okay, one more thing, Steve, and then I'll let you pick up on the next topic, diet. Uh, I have a little quote um, on a spreadsheet where I track my physical activity uh, that says good health is 80% diet and 20% exercise. So I'm just going to say diet is really important. We could take many podcasts and talk about diet, but we'll just say, we'll just leave it there. Absolutely. Yeah, it could be one of the most important ones. Um, well, may I'll pick up on uh, mental health. So we covered a lot of aspects of physical health, many more podcast episodes. I'm sure we'll dive deeper into that, but let's look at mental health. Getting proper mental health includes kind of three different areas, I would say. Uh, one is you've got to have the proper mindset. There's some underlying beliefs that you should adhere to to get proper health. Uh, there's some daily activities that you should practice to lead to better mental health. And then there's some practical activities you can do on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis to, uh, to keep your, uh, that brain muscle strong. But before we look at some of those aspects of developing strong mental health, let's look at the benefits, right? We all know this, that right attitude can impact your view on whether or not you're financially secure, your ability to have fun, and your quality of relationships, right? So it's not being financially secure doesn't necessarily mean you have X amount of dollars. It's your view of whether or not you're financially secure. And this is a, we're throughout a lot of different statistics on this uh, podcast, Mel, but here's one that really stands out. Uh, there's some studies that say that those with a positive attitude live an average of eight years longer than those that don't. Whoa. And it's that attitude, not the physical health. Uh, that's the best indicator of successful aging. So that health span kind of could tie closely to that lifespan. So a quality of life goes along with a positive attitude as well. Wow. That's a, uh, that's amazing. And, and, you know, we all kind of, I shouldn't say we all occasionally we'll run across folks that don't have that positive attitude, right? Or many of us don't probably all of us could improve in that area, but sometimes we're around those with a really negative attitude. We just got to be aware of that cognizant of what attitudes are around us and discount them. If you can avoid them, that might be best. Uh, but otherwise try to discount them. Don't let their attitudes seep into your attitude, especially as you get closer to retirement. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big topic right there too. Yeah. So this idea of your, your mental health and uh, having a positive attitude, there are some underlying beliefs that have been studied uh, along these lines. Dr. Richard Johnson identified six factors that he felt uh, lead to mental or psychological wellness. So I'm going to run down these six. Number one, Belief that I can positively affect my health. So if you tell yourself, oh, I am who I am. I can't do anything about it. Um, no, that, that's not correct. Science says that you can make changes that affect your physical and mental and spiritual health. 
So believe that you can make that change. Number two, belief that beauty is everywhere and that I'm going to consistently search for this beauty. Now, I find this interesting, you know, I'm like, oh, I never was that much into art, but we're talking about beauty in many things and not just from the world's point of view. I have to tell you, when I see a tall building with that's a pretty piece of architecture, I mean, a lot of money and work went into making that not just beautiful in appearance, but beauty and function. Um, so the idea that beauty isn't just something I look at, but beauty is in uh, function and servability and service um, means that I can consistently search for this beauty around me. Um, <laughs> I, but my wife and I found ourselves using kitchen tools from a company called Joseph Joseph. And, and I, they're not a sponsor of the show, but we were in the store the other day and we saw some, some tools from Joseph Joseph. And I'm like, hey, let's stop and look at these. Every time we use these tools from this company, we go, wow, that just it just works. And they're nice to look at too. So that's beauty to me. They're, they look nice, but they're really functional. In, in today's society, man, we, we see the opposite a lot, right? A lot of times we're Feel, I feel like we're programmed sometimes to look for the ugly in a lot of different things, or we hear Ooh. the ugly anyway with yeah. the, with the news, uh, all the whatever side you're on. Um, and news is meant to uh, create ill, uh, you know, negative vibes a lot of times. It feels like that's why we tune in. So, uh, so mm -hmm. unfortunately, the negative happens. So, yeah, just the idea of looking for beauty, gosh, that would change our mindset significantly, I think. It sure would. So um, factor number three from Dr. Richard Johnson, creating and maintaining a positive framework and being mindful of my thoughts. So uh, when you're mindful of your thoughts, you might be able to identify the thoughts that you're telling yourself that are negative. <laughs> I'll never forget my middle daughter, Melanie I can't quite remember the age she did this, but she had a pile of rubber bands and she was putting, she came up to me and put a rubber band on my wrist. And I, I said, well, what's the rubber band for? And she said, when you find yourself thinking a negative thought about yourself and your situation, you need to take that rubber band and kind of pop yourself on the wrist, not too hard, but just enough to say, stop doing that. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, a way of being mindful of your thoughts. And then not just identifying when you're thinking wrong thoughts, but uh, Dr. Johnson is saying, create and maintain a positive framework. So build a framework that's positive that you can say that is where I'm going. All right. Number four, understanding my innermost feelings and striving to be of good cheer. So that's that happiness in the heart. And uh, you're, you're trying to be that kind of a, a person and being aware of these innermost feelings. And boy, we could spend several podcasts on how to process feelings, but it can be done. You can learn to process your feelings and uh, be of good cheer. Number five, belief that I have the power to make my own decisions. Of course, a lot of adults at thinking about retiring, they have a lot of power to make their own decisions. And, uh, and can take steps that they need to take. It may mean a change. You may need to do less of this and more of that, but you can make your own decision. Uh, 
And last, number six, belief that I'm free to take my own actions. So it's not just having the power to make a decision, but actually taking your own action. Um, Steve, you were talking about evaluating the people that are around you. The people that are around you may be telling you, oh, wait, wait, don't make that change. And that may be out of goodness mm -hmm. of their heart that they think that change might not be good for you, even though you think it is. And of course, they're, they're people who love you. You need to pay attention to their advice. But it also means that sometimes you might have a, a person close to you that doesn't want you to take an action because it might harm them. And, uh, and so you need to be aware of that. You're the captain of your own ship, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let me look at some daily habits now, Mel. You, you looked at some underlying beliefs, which were fantastic. Some daily habits. We've all heard these and they're becoming more in vogue. We hear about gratitude, right? Uh, being thankful of the good in our lives and sometimes the, the good and the bad, right? Uh, so showing daily gratitude can do wonders in the mind. Uh, mindfulness, right? That's coming more in vogue too, right? Being in the present, knowing, not thinking about the past, not dwelling on the past, not just thinking about the future, but the present in, in our relationships and our activities, et cetera. Uh, forgiveness, quite important. And we talked about that earlier, those mending, maybe those relationships, um, gosh, just ill will towards friends, families, neighbors. Uh, that just is a negative spiraling attitude, if you will. And forgiveness can, can help, um, overcome the, the, those negative relationships, you know, hope and envisioning success. Um, you know, psychologists say that it takes about three positive, uh, feelings or three positive thoughts to offset each negative thought. So having that hope, having that envision of success can, uh, can create that right mental framework in prayer. You know, that's a daily activity. Uh, that includes, uh, you know, pretty much all those things that we just said, you know, uh, thinking about gratitude and hope. That's a big part of prayer. So we can, you know, it seems uh, seems understandable why prayer can really lead to a lot of um, positive mental benefits. And there's plenty of research on that. Yeah. And uh, so uh, a lot of people may not have grown up in a <clears throat> religious family. Uh, but many, many studies on happiness and fulfillment say that having faith is extremely positive for you, believing in a power greater than yourself. And we'll cover that here in just a bit. Okay. Let's talk about how we keep our brain sharp, how we uh, can renew our mind. You know, the brain is, it's active, uh, it's connected. It can be reprogrammed. It needs regular exercise so that it doesn't atrophy. And there can be a, a physical limit on our bodies as far as being in top physical shape. You know, we don't know very many, very many professional football players um, in their 50s and 60s. And so different sports uh, have limits as far as um, your body's ability to continue to do that at a certain level. But our brains are different. Despite the beliefs and the studies we hear about mental decline in old age, studies confirm that our brains can pretty much stay sharp as long as it's active. So um, it's worth 
your, your brain will respond positively to your effort to keep it sharp. So how do we do, how do we keep our brain strong and sharp? There are short-term daily activities you can do. There's also ongoing projects you can do. Once again, there are many, many apps that you can put on your phone or tablet that will help you do uh, daily mental exercise to help keep your brain strong. So that is certainly one way to do it. Lifelong learning, uh, I don't know, I've heard a lot about this over the years, and it can be self-study. Uh, we talked, I think, maybe in the last podcast about learning a language, those kinds of things. Um, you could actually take courses at a local community college or sometimes a community center will uh, have classes. The nice thing about going to uh, actual classes is that um, you're going to, you, usually those are fairly local. If they're designed for local people to take those courses, you're building a community. You're getting connected to like-minded individuals who also feel like taking these kinds of classes. So your learning can be part of your hobbies, uh, learning a new instrument, learning a language. There are activities that will help lead you to learning. There's this program I think is interesting. Let's play on words here, Road Scholar, not R-H-O-D-E-S, Roads Scholar. This is Road Scholar, like out on the road. So you go in a group on a tour to a location and you learn things along the way. You could, um, when you're thinking about moving, you could look at the place you're moving to and see, is there a university there, a college? Is there a community college? Is there a community center that offers classes uh, to locals? You might look at your uh, various choices, um, like I say, in uh, for, for learning, universities, colleges, things like that. And we'll put uh, Mel in show notes. So this is episode seven. We'll put in some show notes uh, website, Penny Horror website listed, uh, had a good list of in all 50 states, different options of uh, learning at universities. So that's an interesting list. We'll include that in the show notes. Well, yes, thanks. And along those lines, uh, of course, you can go to YouTube and find untold numbers of videos on different topics. Uh, you There's apps and websites, onedayu.com, thegreatcourses.com, uh, master classes, all kinds of ways now for you to um, learn uh, various topics. And as I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that the great courses, I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, that can be free through a lot of public libraries. Um, you know, you get it through your, uh, through your various apps or, you know, through through your TV, through the apps, Roku or what have you. So great courses there. Just uh, signed my parents up for that and uh, unlimited learning with a lot of uh, great uh, teachers, if you will, sometimes professors. Yeah, that's cool. Now, when you take a class, uh, you know, with a spouse or friend, you're not only learning, but you're spending time with them. And as I said, you can you look around the class and say, well, all these people were interested in learning this topic just like me. So maybe I've got some other things in common with them. Maybe we should go out and get some ice cream after class or meet for lunch before class and, and get to know some of those people who are in that class with you. 
Uh, another way to keep your brain sharp, uh, playing games that have a mental element with them. Um, as much as I would like to learn to play darts, well, I'll probably get more mental exercise if I uh, went back and started playing chess again. And um, uh, playing games, of course, involves other people. So you get that aspect of it. The options on the games that you can play are just unbelievable. Um, you know, there's uh, coffee shops and that have a game section mm -hmm. sometimes in the back with a pile of dozens and dozens of games to play. And again, they probably have, you know, one night a week or every other week where they say, Hey, this is game night. Everybody come in, whoever wants to play these games, let's play these games. And if you're playing a board game, that's got a really good mental challenge to it, uh, shoots and ladders, maybe not so much, but, um, you can find others who want to play that game and you can find online forums where people who play that game gather. Sometimes you can play online with people. So uh, uh, board games, physical games all, can all take um, mental activities and uh, combine it well with physical games, of course, combine it with your, your physical exercise. Well, into wrap up this idea about uh, games um, that are good for your brain. Working in retirement, whether it's pay or volunteer work, can certainly lead to a better mental health, keep your brain strong. So not just play, but work can uh, be beneficial for you. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Mel. Well, we wrapped up looking at mental health. And previous to that, we looked at physical health. Now let's turn to uh, spiritual health. The uh, the third prong of this idea about renewing. Um, so spirituality is the focus on things other than the physical or material self, right? It's the cosmic or divine, as some would say. Uh, and it's interesting as we study those that become more spiritual, we, we do become more spiritual as we age often. And it is said that, uh, I think you know this, what's the uh, peak age at which we're highest in spirituality on average uh what would you guess oh um i don't gosh uh but you're right probably not younger probably older so i don't know um maybe 60 there you go age age 80 uh 80. yeah wow and yeah exactly and that you know and it somewhat makes sense you know we've got more time to to think about life's bigger purposes at that point. And, uh, but also uh, obviously mortality is closer, right? If, if it had, had not hit us uh, by then. So you don't want to wait till your age 80 uh, to become spiritual uh, for, for many reasons. Uh, but it is interesting that we do become more spiritual as we age. Um, but again, that retirement age, uh, you know, whether it's 60 or 65, whenever we retire, it's a good time to take a step back and evaluate where you are from a spiritual perspective, uh, because there's a lot of benefits, uh, just like with uh, the, the mind and the physical, uh, there's benefits of having strong spiritual health. Uh, you know, a lot of studies out there about the benefits of prayer, meditation, having strong religious convictions. Studies say that uh, it can lead to a lot of, a lot of benefits from a, uh, uh, excuse me, a, a mental and physical aspect as well. 
You talked about the interconnectivity of those issues that certainly can help improve those areas of health. Uh, but some of the activities of spiritual health, I mean, it could, again, it really depends on where you're at on your journey. You know, if you're just starting that spiritual journey, it might, uh, it'll, it's going to start out slower. Uh, if you're more advanced into your spiritual journey, it, it'll just take on another level. Um, but it could mean, you know, certainly study, right? Studying uh, uh, spirituality and then, you know, whether it's one particular religion or, or other things from a spiritual standpoint, but we encourage you to study with others. You don't want to necessarily be a lone ranger in, in spiritual growth either, right? And it is important to be a part of a community, whether it's a small group or a more formal institution. Having those connections in your spiritual growth are important to maybe get the right information, but also that encouragement uh, that you might need along your, your journey. Right. I, I mean, you're, you're learning new things. And so it's good to be with someone who's a little further ahead of you in that journey. In, in other faiths to stress serving others, right? That's a big part of, I know, the Christian faith to, to serve others. And there's ample evidence of the benefits that we get when we serve others. So that's a huge aspect of many retirees' um, activities. And it doesn't ne- does not necessarily need to be through a religious organization necessarily, but um, serving others is part of our spiritual health. Yeah, I'm thinking about the uh, client who said, well, I'm preparing later this summer to go overseas for a year on a missions trip, Um, essentially working in a missions office for a year in another country halfway around the world. So uh, serving others, uh, involved around her, uh, her church and her, uh, spirituality. And yet there's adventure and different food and things like that as well. So it's a, mm-hmm. sounds like a great trip. You know, when you're talking about health, anything, spiritual, physical, mental, there are daily and weekly activities. There's regular activities that you, that you go, that you take part in to, develop and maintain what you're, what's important to you. So when you're thinking about retirement, there might be a change in your schedule so that you can uh, realign your time and tie with your priorities. And in addition to a daily or weekly activity, there can also be uh, maybe more irregular activity, some kind of uh, retreat um, a place where you get away and, and are less distracted by your daily life and, and focus on uh, the, the j- spiritual journey that you're going on. And that can be a good way to start out in retirement is find some uh, retreats and conferences and things to go on to help you kind of kickstart this. Some other thoughts about spirituality uh, and renewal you know, you've got someone who's important to you, your spouse or partner. And uh, of course, your, your spiritual growth is a very personal journey and their spiritual growth is a personal journey. Maybe, hopefully, the two of you share that, that belief and that desire. But uh, it's good to understand that you may want to pursue something and your spouse or partner may not be 
quite as excited about it or interested in it as you are. So you may need to kind of participate in some activities by yourself, maintaining your, your good relationship, but still developing this uh, spiritual side of your life. Of course, your relationship is going to be stronger if the two of you can share that journey together. Another thought is to put the past behind you. So it's, it's very common that someone uh, had some kind of bad experience with a person of faith uh, in the past. And so it's important for our own health to put behind us bad experiences like that. I, I may have had a bad experience with a doctor who was telling me some things I was doing wrong, but I didn't stop going to see a doctor, you know. So and maybe that's not the best analogy, but we need to put the past behind us, look at ourselves where we are and where, where we feel like we, we want to be and start on that journey, regardless of what others have said and done. I mean, I can always find somebody who's going to disagree with me or tell me I'm uh, wasting my time. But, uh, you know, I have to decide for myself. And, and we kind of talked about this, right? I can make my own decision. I can take my own action about what's best for me. And our physical health is could decline in our later years, but our, as we said, our mental health can stay sharp and our spiritual health can continue to give us uh, hope and vitality as we live out our, our last years. So this approach, this, this desire to have a stronger spiritual health will probably help you uh, have a good life the rest of your life. I do think spirituality is an area that can make a huge difference in uh, fulfillment during the retirement years. And we have heard that from many, many people that we've worked with. We've used different surveys over the years with clients to talk about life satisfaction. And if there's anything consistent with the responses that we've gotten from those surveys is that a wide group of individuals and couples, um, as they near retirement, their, their sense of life purpose and deep meaning is um, the lowest ranked amongst happiness factors. So undoubtedly, spiritual growth and looking inward can help you change your outlook in retirement or even before retirement, of course. Absolutely. Well, thanks for that wrap up of the importance of spirituality. Yeah, and it's never uh, too early to start, right, with any of these aspects of renewal and especially uh, spirituality. Uh, and we've looked at, you know, three different areas, again, of renewal, uh, physical, mental, and spiritual. They can all make a huge difference in your fulfillment, both in retirement and pre-retirement. And we all have heard about these in the past, we, I'm sure we didn't provide any uh, life-changing news per se, but we need to incorporate it into our lives to, uh, to take advantage of, of the research and the, uh, the reality that's out there, if you will. And, and retirement does provide a, a good, uh, good time to do that, to take a step back and renew and try to live the, the most fulfilling life that we can. And renewal is a huge aspect of that. So next week, uh, Mel, I think we're going to cover our final area of designing our ideal retirement, kind of the final domain, if you will, of fulfillment. 
and that's work. And again, you might say work in retirement. Absolutely. It's a growing trend. You may not be working 60 hours or 40 hours, but, uh, but there are a lot of benefits to work. We'll cover that in the next episode. But for now, thanks again for tuning in to uh, this episode of the Retirement Oasis. You can find more information about the episodes at theretirementoasis.com. We'll provide a few additional links to some resources there. Uh, If you want to find a little bit more about us or if you want to review the blog that has a lot more detail on this particular subject, you can find that at our website, oasiswealthplanning.com. Go to Insights. That's our blog area. And as a reminder, we always love it when you go to the various podcast platforms and rank or review our uh, podcast. If you like it, please, uh, please leave a positive message. Uh, If you have thoughts on improvement, feel free to send us an email and we'll take those under consideration and continue to improve as much as possible. But until our next episode, we wish you all clarity, confidence, and cheer on your way to your retirement oasis. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Retirement Oasis podcast. You can find more episodes and resources at theretirementoasis.com. Steve Martin and Mel Bond are certified financial planning practitioners at Oasis Wealth Planning Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm headquartered in Nashville with meeting locations throughout the Southeast, including Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. The opinions given are for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, financial planning, or tax advice. Consult your own professionals for recommendations specific to your situation. Investments involve risk. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. On behalf of the crew at the Retirement Oasis, we thank you for listening. 